And he must have a firm grasp of the unchanging message so that he can be counted on both for giving encouragement in sound doctrine and for refuting those who argue against it. WSFI 88.5 FM presents Reclamation Theology with Kyle Clement. Hello, I'm glad to be with you in these tumultuous times. What a wonderful time to be alive. God has deigned that we live now and in this time. He has deigned that you be here for your prayers, for your time to be part of the mystical body of Christ. Saints are made in these times. So let's get right to it. Reclamation theology, so many things that are in the air today. I think that more than anything else, we need to have an instrument by which we can navigate these times. How do we tell, clean from unclean? How do we tell if this is good for us or not good for us? I think that always and everywhere we do well to remember the census fidelium. The census fidelium is that sense of fidelity that comes through uh, our experience as Catholics, our experience as the nation of God, as our experience of clean and unclean. Another way to put it is you have a properly formed Catholic conscience. You have a built-in BS meter. Listen to it when it goes off. We would do well to understand that it is no longer to in our best interest. It was never in our best interest to interpret the acts of churchmen in the best possible light. This is this has rendered us um, dumbfounded. It has rendered us paralyzed to watch churchmen prey upon our children and upon the things that are present and precious to us. It must stop. And to all of those churchmen out there who have given their life and are giving their life in holy vocation, thank you. Join us in our prayers. Tell your brother bishops, your brother priests, your brother prelates, this is a real movement in the church. We will not go away. We will not be still. We will not be silent. We will not be placated. We will not be dismissed. Long past is the time to properly answer. Long past is the time to properly atone and address. This is no more yours to do, men. This is no more yours to do. Lord, guide us. Lord, keep us. Lord, watch over us. Keep us faithful. These times, they call for the census fidelium. What did Christ say? What does the church always say he said? In the book of Isaiah, the Lord said that when you demand false prophets, I will send them, says the Lord. We are in those days. Because a prelate says something, if it goes against the census fidelium, his statement must be squared or understandable against 18, 19, 20 centuries of faith, the preservation of the faith, the organic movement of the faith. And so what we're seeing openly 
and what we're seeing that's coming out into the open is a result of your prayers, the lay faithful's prayers for the purification of the church, that the evil that is in the church come to light so that it might be purified. And that is precisely what we're seeing. Pray now that this evil continues to be drawn forth through the poultice of prayer, that this continues to be drawn forth through the poultice of prayer and the fasting and sanctification that is necessary for the purification of our church. I would plead to you, shepherds, return to your sheep. No more conferences, no more synoids. Your range is burning. Your flock is in danger. The wolves are among them. Come home from the far off lands. Come home to your children, to your sheep. Come home. Lay down the empty promises of politics and grandeur. Come home and be a shepherd. Come home and do that which you told the Lord you would do, which was to be the shepherd of souls. Your calling is not in far off lands, in synoids, in conferences, in committees, being politically active, redistributing the wealth and goods and, and resources of the world. That's not your call. Your call is to be the shepherd of souls, and you can't do it from a distance. Fathers of domestic churches, fathers in vocation, I'm speaking of you. Every moment you spend in front of the TV cheering on a sports team, or every moment that you spend in front of the television or in conversation about some political pundit or some political activity, you are robbing your children of the presence of their father. Priest, when you engage from the pulpit in banter and talk about sports and modern secular activities, you are neglecting your call to be the shepherd of souls. It is salvation. It's about salvation not satisfaction. When you lose sight of this over a period of years and allow the deviants among you to start ruling and leading and changing doctrine, this is what happens. The lay people are talking to you with the voice of the census fidelium saying, no more. Purge from your ranks those which are deviant. Purge from your ranks those which seek to change doctrine. Purge from your ranks those which are changing the very words that our Lord and Savior said. Purge from your ranks those who stand as educators, who in fact are adulterators, who incite infidelity, dishonor, and disrespect between fathers and sons, between creature and creator. Purge yourself. We must purge the church. We must pray for the strength to do it. We've lost the luxury of doing it calmly. We've lost the luxury of doing it in a dignified and slow and methodical way. You promised you would do that almost 20 years ago. You promised you would do that. You promised you would purge your ranks. You promised you would bring into account those who had robbed the innocents who had forever damaged our children and our church. You said you would do that. You have not. You have not. And it's not that we're unwilling to give you a second chance. It's that we can't survive another mistake 
like you made in Dallas, like you made. Now we understand that these very circumstances, these very procedures were done out of an abuse of power, clericalism, if you want to call it that, but they were done out of an abuse of power and a sense of self-preservation for the guilty, by the guilty and of the guilty. No more. No more. There are Sundays when it was all I could do to put my tithe. It was all I could do to trust in the Lord that my family would be fed while I made this contribution. It was all I could do. And on that money, you flew to Rome. On that money, you engaged in orgy. On that money, that hard-earned money that came out of calloused hands into the collection plate on Sunday, you led a life of depravity. No more. As any good father cuts off a son involved in debauchery, no more. I scarce can contain the pain and the sorrow that is in my heart for Mother Church. It is all that I can do in my domestic church to pray for you. It is all that I can do in my domestic church to encourage my children to pray for you. It is all that I can do in my domestic church not to incite detraction, calumny, and scandal. Because I will not speak against you personally. I speak against you as a group. I speak nothing that hasn't been seen, nothing that hasn't come out. There will be more that will come out. For those of you who were silent and timid, speak now. For those of you who lied to us, speak now. Ask forgiveness. Confess your sins and do reparation for them. The Blessed Mother, when she appeared at Fatima, so emphatic was the message of reparation. We don't hear it from the pulpit. We don't hear about confession. We don't hear these things. We don't hear them because you don't want them to, you don't want to speak of them is all that we can surmise. You've lost our trust. You've lost our respect. And a young man asked the other day, what is a term by which you may address a priest other than father or reverend? Think about that, gentlemen. Think about that, fathers. Think about that, priest. Think about this young man struggling because he sees not reverence nor a fatherhood. Once again, I'm not speaking of those who are doing it right, who are engaged in vocation. You're out there. and For, for you, I'm truly sorry. Please continue to pray and to minister and to make available the sacraments, make available our Lord. These times leave us speechless, sorrowful, unknowing where to turn. We turn to the census fidelium. When you change, when a prelate changes the very words that our Lord spoke, this does not follow the census fidelium. We must not follow. 
when an educator or someone incites riot, when they incite that we do not respect, we can't follow that either. I am not inciting riot or rebellion. Please understand that is not what I'm inciting at all. That's not what I'm advocating. I'm advocating accountability. 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 At some point, the shepherd does have to explain to the sheep the error. It goes well beyond apology. It goes well beyond feeling bad. We must see action. We must not see a group of prelates laughing in Rome around the desk of the Holy Father. Had I seen all of you kneeling in prayer on the bare stone ground, I might have believed you. I might have believed you. You have to understand that your actions speak louder than words. What we see you do, what we see you do speaks to it. Right now you're in a very precarious position. It's not that we don't respect you. It's that we don't believe you. This is a very difficult program to broadcast. It's a very difficult thing to say. The pain with which I speak to you today will not go away. It must be addressed. It must be addressed. It must be addressed. These are millstone moments for the clergy. By the millstone moment, I mean better that a millstone had been tied around their neck and they cast into the sea than to lead one of these little ones astray. The abuse of power will not be tolerated. The desecration of our children will not be tolerated. This dismissal of righteous complaint and righteous observation will not be tolerated. It will not. It won't be a physical response, but we will storm the heavens and we will fast. And the Lord hears the cries of the poor. You have made us spiritually destitute in this moment. Spiritually destitute. And the Lord will hear the cry of the poor. That is what I call us all to do, is to pray from this place of spiritual poverty that our Lord's will be manifest. Give thanks to God that this evil is being purged. Ask for the strength and perseverance to go through that purging it to the depths. If we close parishes, if we lose priests, this is part of it. When's the last time you were in a standing room only mass? We will go and we will find the sacraments and we will find the holy priest. We will find them. Think not, what will I eat? Where will I go? What will I do? It is better to die as a Catholic in the census fidelium than to live apostate following an apostate hierarchy. 
These are the times that try men's souls. This last week, I was in New York City. I had the chance to have supper with five young priests. These are men in their 40s at the height of their priesthood. Their conversation is what do we do? How do we main, remain faithful to God? How do we honor our Lord and discharge the obligation that we promised to him, which was the shepherding of souls? These are good men. These are good men. We have to give them our support and our prayers. At the same time, we must pray for the others that not a single soul will be lost <clears throat> to snatch from the devil the souls of the presbyterate, presbyterate and the souls of the hierarchy that he now claims. Malapis takes many places, many faces. To understand something, every act of homosexuality, every act of bestiality, every act of pedophilia, is satanic. It is satanic because it goes against God's holy will. The scene in Caesarea Philippi, Jesus says to Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus says, you are right. And this answer came to you from above. Jesus still speaking says, and I must go and suffer and die. And Peter says, oh no, not you, Lord. In that moment, in that moment, Jesus says to him, get behind me, Satan. What Jesus is identifying as Satan is that which is against the holy will of God, that is which is against salvation. God himself, Jesus, says, I must go and suffer. And Peter says, oh, no, not you. This adversity to the suffering plagues the presbyterate still. This adversity to facing head on the cross which Christ has for us plagues the presbyterate still. So the de definition of Satanism is that which goes against the holy will of God. That is a Satan. Every act, there is n every single act of homosexuality, bestiality, Pedophilia, every single act of this is satanic at its root and by its definition. It goes against the holy will of God for procreation, for the conjugal union to be practiced in the confines of sacrament, the sacrament of marriage, of matrimony, for the purposes of procreation and unification and consummation of that sacrament. Anything else, anything else is absolutely satanic by definition. When we see it this way, we get a better picture of exactly what's going on. We must go to the root, the very root of the problem. And we must admit that the last 50 to 60 years has seen the greatest degradation and descent in the church's history. And it's been institutionalized. It's been fomented. We're hearing again on the airwaves the testimony of Bella Dodd 
on the congressional record saying how the Communist Party was going to infiltrate the Catholic Church. Someone asked me the other day, they said, are you a conspiracy theorist? I said, I am no theorist. We must see and call out what is right before our very eyes. We must see and call out what is right before our very eyes. We must say clean or unclean. If we remain silent, we've lost. We've lost. We've lost. Laymen, speak up in, in support of those priests who are doing it right, who are giving their lives in vocation, who are being Jesus Christ to us. Support them. Go to them. Tell them you support them. Let them know they have other men who are praying that they make good on their sacrifice. And for those who are not, as head of the domestic church in any parish, we owe it to speak to the priest, to speak to him straight up. If you love him, if you have care for his soul, you must not leave him in error. Point out where he has departed the census fidelium. Modernly, we're in a situation where so many priests are not properly formed. They're the product of the historical critical method and other blasphemous teachings that have taken the mystery out of our faith. They've taken the mystery out of our faith. They've taken the reverence and the sacred out of our liturgy. When we lose the sacred, when we lose the sense of the sacred, we lose the sense of God. And we lose the sense of who we are. We've lost the ability to be serious. We've lost the ability to be resolute. We've lost the ability to do the right thing when it is unpopular, when it is unpleasant. We've lost the ability to say, the emperor has no clothes. We as a church have come far from the pursuit of holiness. We have to return to that track. We have to return to that path and seek shepherds who will lead us there, who will accompany us there, who will stay at home with their flock. You will not save my soul by being politically active. You will save my soul by demonstrating your sacrifice, preaching the word of God, and being Christ among us. I ask you from the bottom of my heart, priests, bishops, prelates, and especially you, Holy Father, come home, come Rome. Do what you told the Lord you would do, that you would be obedient to the census fidelium and you would carry on and uphold the faith and let nothing come against it. It's what you promised. All we're asking is to be good to your word, to be a man for all of the priests and prelates, all of those in positions of hierarchy and power in the church. Do what you said you would do. Come home. Come Rome. Be among your sheep. This is about the salvation of souls. It is not about politics or the distraction of temporal consequences 
our temporal circumstances. Pray for us. Pray for me as I continue to pray for you. May God have mercy on us all. You have been listening to WSFI 88.5 FM, Reclamation Theology. A copy of this broadcast will be made available at wsficatholicradio.org. Salve Regina, Mata Misericordiae, Pizza Dulcedo, Et spes nostra salve, a te clamamus, exules filiebe, a te suspiramus, gementes et flentes, in hac lacrimarum vale. Ega ergo, advocata nostra, Illus tuos misericordes oculos ad nos convete. Et Jesu, benedictum fructum ventris tui, nobis postoc exilium ostende. O clemens, o Oh, 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 oh,